everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is George and I'm here with my co-host Liam. Good evening everybody, welcome to Flawless. And good morning to those people joining us in, on their commute. Yes, I always listen to podcasts on my commute. In fact, it's the only time, so now I'm working from home, I don't listen to as many podcasts as I used to. Oh, sad time for podcasts. I've had, I've had to trim down to just the very best. Oh, I only really listen to our own, which is sad. <laughs> um, each episode of Flawless, a host or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless. We discuss how they discovered it, what they love about it, and what makes it flawless for them. We have a Facebook group, or meta group. A meta group. It's called Flawless Friends and Family. It's where we discuss all things we about music that we love and that you love, and we post in there about upcoming episodes and what albums are nominated. You can find a link in our show notes. And I remember to do it this time, except not until like the day before, so no one said anything. That's fine, because yeah. no one said anything yet that we no. can quote, but you know, maybe in future episodes in for Patreon backers, we mm. can have notes from the Facebook page. Yes, I'll have but, to do it a little earlier next time, instead of day before. Because we do indeed have a Patreon. You can back us from as little as $1 a month and you get early access to our episodes, access to our bonus episodes, and that warm, fuzzy feeling inside that you are helping us spread the flawless love. You can find us at patreon.com slash flawlessamp. So, Liam. Good evening. It's not just us today, is it? It is not. We are... Just the two hosts bringing someone else's viewpoints to the fore. We are. So, we have a guest. Mm-hmm. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm guest. Uh, <laughs> Tim Burns. That's me. Tim Burns. And what do you do, Tim Burns? Uh, I, I like to dabble in a few things. I do writing about music and movies and all sorts of things. I think that's the main thing I do these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you do by day, Tim Burns? By day? Oh, better not talk about that. They're always watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, tell us about the shirt you're wearing this the evening. The shirt I'm wearing? Well, good thing I changed because I changed from my uniform to this. Yeah. So <laughs> this I... is We Set Sail. I believe you've had them as guests before we as have. well. We Indeed, have. yes. So they recently did their final gig. They did. Um, Very sad. R.I.P. Yeah. I think I believe the shirt, the old shirt used to say, uh, what was it? Live long, die tired. Yeah. (laughs) I think they did it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got to review that gig and I picked up the shirt there and I was like, oh, great. Nice. And where do you review? Oh, uh, I review for places like uh, Scenester mostly. Mm-hmm. That's a um, Australian a street press. Great stuff there, especially by that Tim Burns guy. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Nice. Uh, bits of writing for SBS. Um, and yeah, I'll appear all yeah. over the place. Nice. Wherever wherever the wind takes me. Fair awesome. Enough. So if people want to find stuff by or follow, follow you somewhere, where can they do that? Uh, at this stage, it's uh, TikTok and was Twitter. Now X. I think it's called X. X. As of X. X as of yesterday. Yeah. As of yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Which is oh. trademarked by Microsoft. Microsoft, yes. And, <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. And I, their their new logo comes from like a thirty dollar font set. Like the yeah, X they can't I, they can't use the X either as a logo because it's the yeah. <laughs> so it's this, a completely unsurprising debacle. I mean, yeah, I I'm <laughs> I think there was recently they were trying to change the um logo on their building and mm-hmm. they the city was like, no, you have to have a permit to do that. 
Yes. Mm. It seems like it kind of goes with the territory with yeah. Elon Musk. Yeah. He doesn't seem he doesn't like a permanent guy. No. So no. There's, there was a photo I saw today where they got halfway through it. So now it just says, uh. So they, <laughs> they took down the twit and they've just got uh on the side of the building, which is great. That's oh, no, they've still amazing. got the twit in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Nice. But uh, yeah, I guess my handle on anything, I guess I'll set up an Instagram yeah, yeah. now just yeah. in case. Uh, it's Tim Burnsez. So it's B Y N E S E S. Fair enough. We'll, we'll link to some of that in the notes and everything as well so people don't have to think too hard about it. That's true. But because you are our guest, you have nominated an album for us to deem flawless or not flawless. Can you please tell us what album that is? Okay. The album that I've brought to flawless is The Ha Ha Sound by Broadcast. step outside our usual not, not something that we cover a lot of this kind of sound the, the ha-ha sound which is not really a ha-ha sound at all on the album but um, <laughs> yeah this sort of stuff is not something the, that we cover very often so it's cool the irony of the title that's of it. the album yes yes not lost on me yeah <laughs> absolutely so broadcast ha-ha sound came out 11th of august 2003 oh was it an august album mm-hmm. it was an august oh, album so i know a little baby august baby oh. so um how did you find out about Broadcast and this album? Well, I think it was the way I found out about a lot of music a long time ago was Wikipedia. I just okay. click on one link, end nice. up another place, just go down those wormholes. Yeah. I think this one was, I think I discovered Shoegaze at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, was looking for all the newer Shoegaze bands. There's a great band called The Radio Department who are from They're Sweden. They're wonderful. Oh, so good. That was going to be an album to nominate. Oh. Nice. Was, but I was like, haha, sound. Yeah. Let's do it. So, and they listed that broadcast as an influence. Mm. And from there, I decided to have a listen. And for me, it was pretty mind-blowing. It was very different but also kind of familiar i always try to i always explain them as like um if the people who do the doctor who music made pop songs Mm -hmm. (laughs) fair enough yeah so was this the album that you got onto them i think it was i think it was i I, I guess there was only two or three albums that you could have gotten yeah at the time oh it must have been about oh 2002 six or seven i must have discovered them so mm-hmm. they only had three albums at yeah. that time and yep. um i think they only really have three actual studio yeah. albums under their name but mm-hmm. there's a few collaborations and soundtracks and things like that yeah cool so then um did you sort of go back and so this was their second one did you go back and listen to their first one what made you pick this album versus some of the other stuff they've done it's just the one that clicks the most for me i think um Mm -hmm. it's very out there for them it's um i mean they're already a pretty out there band Mm -hmm. um this one i feel like they really lean into the psychedelia yeah um whereas the first album they're sort of 
figuring themselves out. And that third album, they were reduced down. I think they started off as a five piece. Mm-hmm. They're a three piece for this album. Yep. And then for the third album, they're a two piece. Yeah. And so with the that, main people. Yeah. And yeah. with that third album, they went, um, yeah, reduced it quite a lot. It's, all of them are amazing albums, but this one just, it feels like it's got a bit more mystery and psychedelia and all sorts of things attached to it. Mm-hmm. It's just. I don't know, it just really grabs me and tickles my brain. Nice. So listeners to the podcast will have heard the opening of Colour Me In yep. by now. So um, you'll have the gist of what we are talking about, which mm. is very exciting. So um, they, this is their second studio album. It went to 130 in the UK charts, but went to number four in the UK dance charts. Yeah. Which, which is, is funny, because why would you dance to this? Yeah, you can't dance. Yeah. <laughs> like, just because it's electronic. Yeah, um, I think basically. it's probably because it's, it was released on Warp, Warp mm-hmm. Records, which is a really well-known dance label, which bands like, or artists like, Aphex Twin or... Alteca, Square Pusher, Boards of Canada and Brian Eno. Yeah. They're the ones yeah. I wrote oh, down. Brian Eno's on there as well. Yeah. It feels like his kind of label. Every now and again, they do something a bit out there. Like um, Maximo Park, that was a yeah. signing okay. of theirs. Yep. And they're probably the only guitar indie band sort of on that label. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had the actor Vincent Gallo, um, who's known for... Uh, Buffalo 69, I think, and The Brown Bunny, which is an awful film. Right. Uh, <laughs> he's a bit, he's, oh, okay. He's a massive right wing crank these days. Right. Very paranoid. Okay. I, I don't know if he's like Jim Caviezel level, but yeah. he's there now. He's there. But Someone not to follow on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For your sanity. Don't thing. look at his website because he's selling um, his own fluids, if no. I remember right. Gross. Oh. Yeah. So that's the kind of guy. Yeah. Um, he hasn't released music for a long time. It's probably for the best. Yeah, I've heard of him, but only on... I didn't know he did music stuff. I'd, I'd heard of him as the actor and director and yeah. most yeah. that he made, but I hadn't, didn't know he did music stuff. So yeah. Best advice, best. don't. Oh, right. Yeah, no, plenty of good stuff out there. I can leave the bad stuff behind. Well, in 2007, um, this came into the 1,000 albums before you die list on The Guardian. Yeah, so you talked about it didn't chart... Hugely, which is fair because this is not the kind of music that charts widely, mm-hmm. but it was definitely very critically acclaimed at the mm. time, got good reviews. And yeah, like you said, thousand albums listened to before you die. Pitchfork put it on 121 on their best albums of the 2000s. Like it's, yeah, critically, yeah. it really loved it, even if it didn't necessarily make a lot of waves. And I would have said, judging by the, when I started listening, I hadn't done any research. Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised by 2003. Mm. Because I was expecting 95 to 97, okay. thinking Porter's Head, Bjork, yeah. Yeah. that kind of thing. You so know, probably... that dreamscape stuff that's happening with mm. like female angelic vocals or whatever. So when I first listened, I was like, oh, I knew the name, but like I hadn't actually delved into it. And so when I gave it a listen, I was like, oh, it feels like mid to late 90s. Yeah, a lot of people seem to give it a lot of eras. So mm. yeah, 90s, that's when they began, I believe. Yep. And a lot of other people are like, this has got a lot of very 60s psychedelic, mm-hmm. yeah. early electronic music sounds or the production is very 2000s yeah. or all sorts of things. So it's very... Well, yeah, that was my thought too just then. It's like it's if they'd been 10 years later in the 2013 sort of era, 
they probably would have blown up. So I think mm. a lot of Oz indie music now sounds like this, like your Triple J sort of stuff, mm. really electronic, soundscapey with a really strong vocalist. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's Triple J all over the. Like, all over I the wouldn't shop these be days. surprised if Team Impala is into this as well, mm-hmm. or all the bands that gravitate around that scene. Yeah, yeah, it, it feels like something that fits. Yeah. So Liam, hello, had you heard Broadcast or this album before it was dropped into the chat? I had never heard of them. At, oh. at all so even though this was yeah 2003 i was mostly listening to oz rock like like i said triple j stuff like the indie sort of oz rock stuff so so yeah. we're talking and, the vines and oh, like even so like i mean early 2000s was still like your jebediah oh yeah, yeah. spoon silverchair those sorts of guys were still doing stuff back then so mm. yeah i was definitely much more focused on dudes with guitars than anything that would have sounded like this but i don't remember hearing any of this stuff on the radio either like it's not like i sometimes there'll be stuff like that role I won't know an album at all, but I'll hear I'll like hear a song and I'll go, oh yeah, I know that song off the radio. I just didn't pay attention to it at the time, but this was completely clean for me. Yeah, was, I can't cool. imagine it being ever appearing on Triple J. No. Maybe I remember they used to have an experimental music show yeah. way back in the day. Vanilla Kernabone, I think, used That's to host it. it on Sunday nights. Yeah. yeah. So actually, yeah, I think this sort of stuff probably would have been right up her alley. I think they probably would have played some stuff like this, but yeah. I didn't listen to it on Sunday nights. So. No, no, I had other things on Sunday nights at yeah, the time. Yeah. I, I think I was in High school. Yeah. Ooh, Grade okay. nine, well, I think. Well, I'm feeling old. Okay. Uh, George. I heard the name. Okay. Like, just banded about, heard the name. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was listening to people like Orteca and, mm-hmm. like, Warp Bands. Um, and uh, who did Lemon of the Pink? Uh, I can't remember. But, like, the books and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which was very much in this wheelhouse. Yeah. Um. All of the music I had in this genre was on CDR or downloaded on Soulseek because <laughs> that's what I did. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah. Um. I'm surprised that I hadn't actually listened to them, considering I knew the name and considering that they are aligned to some of the music I was listening to. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. So it was a pleasant surprise. So oh. thank you, Timothy. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. So um in the band yep. was Trish Trish Keenan mm-hmm. on vocals, keyboards and guitar, James Cargill on bass, um, Rod Stevens keyboards, Tim Felton on guitar, Neil Bullock and P. Jenkins on drums, um, and then Nick Webb did the mastering. Mm. So um they pulled together a lovely album now um trish keenan sadly passed mm. in 2011 mm. at the age of 42 having contracted swine flu at the end of an australian tour and then came down with pneumonia and didn't survive yeah. i knew it was swine flu and pneumonia but i didn't know that it was part of an australian tour yeah mm. it was um their fir- it was their first tour right. final unfortunately yeah i was so hoping to go see them live at the time. Mm-hmm. I think I remember they were playing Meredith. Um, oh yeah, perfect. Yep. Which seems about right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, at the time I was living in Townsville. Mm. Um, it's not the kind of music that a lot of people liked, let alone in Townsville or yeah. New York. Uh, Townsville is a very hmm. How would you describe the music taste of Townsville? I Pop mean. Rock. 
Tex yeah. Perkins? Yes. Oh, you'd be or, lucky if Tex no, Perkins. Yeah, um, in, um, in excess and yeah. crowded, not crowded, and crowded house, but... Jimmy Barnes. Jimmy Barnes. Jimmy Barnes feels like a regular visitor. What's his band? For the love of God, why yeah. has that name escaped me? What's the name of Jimmy Barnes's band? Oh, Cold Chisel. Cold Chisel. Yeah, I knew there was I a scene. I think they did a few things there. Oh, my there. God, yeah. Is it Midnight um, Oil as well? Yeah, I've Midnight Oil. Although Midnight Oil are a bit political for Townsville. They're, uh, they're uh, they would have listened to them, yeah. but... It would have been like, well, I remember John Howard's favourite song of uh, Midnight Oil was Beds Are Burning, mm. um, which is like um, about Indigenous land rights. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like a topic that really fit the guy. Yeah. Well, um, David I feel, I feel Cameron like, in the UK said like, that Eaton Rifles was one of his favourite songs. Oh, the jam song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Which is all about... Like private shoot, school boys, private, take down private school, taking out private yeah. school boys, yeah. <laughs> which is where he came from. So yeah, um, yeah. I, feel, I feel like Townsville would go to a midnight oil gig, dance along, and then when Pete Garrett starts saying this next song is about blah, they'd be like, "Shut up and sing the song." Uh, oh, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So. Strangely though, Townsville is also um, there's a great band that was from there called the Middle East. Yes, um, love the really East. went to uni with um, like at the same time as them. Yeah, um, but. It was just a really weird one to come out of there. Mm, a very yeah, Sufjan Stevens sort of oh, nice. influence. Art, art, art folk sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Lots, very 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 not a band. Hello. Lots of glockenspiels. Yeah. So it's it was a very weird one to come from there. Just but gonna this, write that down yeah. so I can listen to it later. Yeah. Thank oh, you. I'll send you a song. There's like they've got one of the all time great songs. Oh sweet. It's Middle East, yeah. So. We're talking blood. blood. Yeah. 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 Amazing song. Yeah. But despite the Middle East coming from there. Not a lot of people would have heard of broadcast, so it's not like I could have taken anyone with me to Meriden. Yeah. So I was like, especially if you're in high school as well. That's not a that's a big yeah. trip for a high school kid. Um, 2011, I would have been. Oh, but in I, of course it was. Sorry, yeah, I was, I was yeah. thinking this was when it came out, but no, it yeah. meant much later. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, I would have been in uni, yeah. maybe final year of uni. Um, so I would have had the you know means mm. of getting there, but it's just that going alone at the time. I was like, oh, I couldn't even go to the movies alone. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, it was just that sort of thing. Mm. But I was like, told myself, oh, maybe next time. Uh, oh, dear. <laughs> I had the same thing with The Fall when they were last here. I was like, oh, oh I'm sure Marky Smith will be fine and come here next time. Right. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is yeah. you are death. Tell, us, tell, death. Us, tell us who else you like so we can <laughs> yeah. you know, get ready. I am become death, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> so... But, um, yeah, so Keenan is just like the heart and soul of the band. Just oh, her voice is just so beautiful, so yearning all the way through. It's just so yeah, a real loss. Like you would have loved to have heard what they were going to keep doing and growing oh, yeah. and growing over the years. So and they were doing really just... some amazing stuff towards the end. They did yeah. a really good little, I guess it was a mini album with um, a guy named Julian House. He mm -hmm. does music under the name The Focus Group. Um, he's probably known more for his design work. He's designed a lot of. Um, Film posters and um, yeah, lots of different things. Books. I think it's a Jarvis Cocker book that came out recently, and that's the cover is by him. Mm -hmm. It's this very once again sixties psychedelic sort of influence thing, and so he's put in tape noise and all sorts of things into it. And that stuff was really good as well. It's just that it was a very very short album, mm -hmm. so we're like, oh, oh wow. can't wait to hear what else. And then I think their final release was. A soundtrack, a soundtrack for a yeah. fantastic movie called Barbarian Sound Studio with um, Toby. Oh, I'm trying to think of what his name is. Because um, he's the voice of Dobby in the Harry Potter films. Oh, okay. Um, he turns up in like Jurassic Park and all sorts of things. I'm sure it'll click 
when I wake up in the middle yeah. of tonight, I'll be screaming his name. Yeah. One, going, that's what it was. Yeah. Dropping it in the group chat. Toby, yeah. Toby Jones. Oh, yeah. Toby, Toby Jones. Jones. Yeah. Cool. Hunger Games, Jurassic World, all sorts of things. Yeah. So he's the lead. And in this film, he's um, doing uh, the sound foley work for a um, Italian horror film. So all the sound effects, like, it's like um, this scene, we've got a, a girl's head getting crushed. Right. There's them filming him just messing around with watermelons and mm. uh, all sorts of things. My you never gosh. see what's on the screen, but apparently it's really disturbing. Right. You're just watching Toby Jones go to work on yeah. these things. And it really fits with what um, broadcasts were about as well. Because that mm. seems like the sort of, I mean, their music I can imagine over Italian horror films yep. and that sort of thing. Because mm, sure. like... It sounds angelic almost. Yes. Like to listen to. So Colour Me In is so sweet, like a carousel and with angelic vocals. I was listening and just going, wow, this the effects on this and the psychedelia mm. attached to it and those synthy sounds. And um, But then lyrically, it was all about her being so grey and dark and wanting somebody else to take the colors to color her in mm -hmm. to be a brighter person yeah and i was like so like when i first listened to the album i was like this is so beautiful and then when i got into the lyrics i was like this is so dark yeah <laughs> like she's singing so sweetly about such miserable things mm. like so, what a what a dichotomy but yeah. a really well-placed one yeah so she's like we've covered introverts in music before but she is like that massive introvert like just mm. doesn't feel like she takes any like grandstanding joy out of performing but just has something inside her that has to come out and that's why she's formed a band and does all these things like it's just so that i read some stuff that yeah she suffered from stage fright mm. in the early days so she got a reputation for just shoegazing all the way through yeah. like she wouldn't look up she wouldn't do bands she just like I don't like being up here and I don't like doing this. So she even said in an interview, I used to get nervous like the whole of that day of the show and now it only happens the moment I walk on stage. When you listen to me sing my first line, you can always tell my heart is in my throat. Headlining gigs is a confidence booster. So I she, had that quote. Yeah. yeah. She <laughs> just loves like, but she like, she loves it, but she hated it and it was all just, yeah. Like she had to do it. Yeah. Like yeah. it was just, she was bound. It's and like so, the theme to the subject of every great pop song, really. I love you, but I hate you. Yeah. I have to do this. Mm -hmm. um, she also, they also did a lot of stuff where they were recording things and then they'd feed it back through, mm -hmm. they'd record it and then feed it back through mics again to give it like that really rough, terse kind of sound. Mm. And the other thing she did during this album is she recorded with her head in a cardboard box. <laughs> I did catch that. <laughs> which was, yeah. So just, um, Gave, she said it gave it her a closeness and deadness that makes it sit in the mix a bit nicer. So they were all just like, I feel like they weren't even recording their things at the same time. Like, you know, they'd probably come together in the studio to mix stuff together, but they were all, the process was so separate and their own sort of involvement and it was just so different. So it was really cool. It was interesting because they're in a p opposition to that cardboard box uh, anecdote. Yeah. Um, like the drums were recorded in an old church nearby as yeah. well, mm -hmm. which gives them that really big sound. So it was like yeah. a really interesting mixture of these big drums and this close tiny voice yeah <laughs> which is beautiful because you could talk about drums pendulum track mm. two and um, the drums and the ominous synth with all that reverb on the vocals mm. <laughs> so like which i wonder how much effect she got on her vocals from being in a cardboard box versus actually plugging post the, stuff yeah mm -hmm. post stuff um but it's all on the beat 
with guitars doing scratching noises, like taking your plectrum and going ee, ee, mm-hmm. ee, up the string, which is really cool. Um, and then there's that breakdown. And my only assumption was this song was under the influence. Yeah. <laughs> like, like of some, they talk about psychedelia. I feel like they definitely dropped acid at some point yeah. before they made this album. They're definitely some spacey people. Yeah. <laughs> Spacey Beagle? Is that what they did? Spacey people. Oh, I got yeah, yeah, said no. Spacey Beagle. It's no. like, is this what the kids are doing these days? <laughs> oh my goodness. I know. Epic. Liam knows all the kids' slang. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm down with the kids' slang for sure. I'm still stuck on Pokemon and Plankton. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bless. <laughs> that album's got an awesome, that song, Pendulum's got an awesome line in it. So it's that same thing of like she's, she feels trapped by powers that she can't control and she's trying to understand them and it's just really cool. That's awesome. Did you have any favourite songs on the album you wanted to talk about? Oh, gosh, it's a hard one, really. Mm. Um, I always love, honestly, the closing song is one I love, mm-hmm. Hawk. Yep. It's just, I like the, um, it's got this really reedy sort of, buzzing synth that just mm-hmm. sustains all throughout it and she's just does yeah. this really nice smooth sustained um notes like it's not we're not expecting australian idol sort of stuff yeah, which is no. great i'm okay with that i don't need to hear 34 notes in the one beat um but yeah it's just it's just this really nice sound it's got this sort of metronome sort of beat there mm. and it's just it's just really just I don't know, really calming, really soothing. Yeah. And it's about lost love and yeah. having that feeling of winter mm-hmm. with sorrowful O's. But there's three couplets of lyrics like in there. But in there, there was this like, thing that hit me to the fields. it was just really sad and so did I and that's why I wrote it down as well lyric buddies have written down the same lyric but <laughs> it's, got, sorry, it's, it's just a competition to see who will read it first um, so the it starts about like the, the instrumentation on that song is more harsh and savage than anything else that's been on the album like yeah. that's a rougher song mm. almost and it's like it's one of those things where it almost feels like well, I don't know what it sounds like compared to their first album, but it feels to me like a, this is what's coming next for us. We're going to try and, we're, you know, this album is cool for what it is, but this last song we're giving you just a little bit of a teaser of what we might sound like next. It's not too far off from what Tender Buttons ends up being. Okay. Um, it is a bit more, um, I'd say a bit more pop. It's it's yeah. toned down a lot on um, those um, big reverbed, mm-hmm. crazy drums and you know, whooshing and whirring sort of sounds yeah. throughout it. It does have those, but um, I feel like, yeah, it's toned it down a lot. Mm-hmm. It's more focused on uh, 
I guess hooks melody, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you know for that final mini album with the focus group, they just go crazy all over again, just yeah. do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> nice, because the album basically is a lot about lost mm. love, mm-hmm. um, but in Hawk, it almost feels like it's the acceptance of that loss. Mm-hmm. Like you go through the whole album toing and throwing with the, are you there? Have you gone? Are you there? Have you gone? And then at the end, it's just like, there's grief mm. and acceptance. Um, and that's the closing. It could only be the closing song mm-hmm. to tell the story. Yeah. So like it does ramp up at the end mm-hmm. and it would be misplaced anywhere else in the album. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a really cool one. That it's got winter now before it, and it feels like you're spinning on a roundabout of mm-hmm. the plinky plunky yeah. sound. <laughs> um, the bassy drum rolls were really nice. Um, again, missing someone. Um, What did you want to know? <laughs> like, what is it? Come on. It's a heartbreaker. It's, it's just a heartbreaker. I'm told. But there's, then there's just silence and 49 seconds of mm-hmm. noises and keys in the outro. But oh, I like, love it. <laughs> super spacey ones like falling snowflakes. Yeah, like, just, yeah. Like, the beauty of a band like this is you can just have, like, if you're not for any kind of, like, more straightforward rock band, you've got a song that's about winter and snow you can just have little bits of snow. Like, it just feels like you hear it, feel it falling <laughs> in, the, in the space. It's really cool. You don't know what snow's like. You live in I Brisbane. I've been to snow. I've touched snow once. <laughs> I'm English. Yeah. <laughs> now, what snow are we talking? Are we talking snowy mountains or are we talking uh, the powdery, no. nice English stuff? No, it was in Europe. It was oh, in okay. um, Frankfurt in Germany. Oh, okay. okay. That's proper snow. Okay. Yeah. That's, I that's, that's where I learned that, you know how you see people having snowball fights? Yeah. You can't just pack a thing of snow down and throw it at someone. Like if you pack it too hard, it doesn't break when it hits them. It just hurts. Oh yeah. That's, that's <laughs> like, pretty much my you've experience. Be really of it. Ca- you've got to be really careful about building a snowball that you're going to use to throw at someone because if you build it the wrong way, it, it'll like brain them in the head and they'll go down. So, Oh yeah. It hurts yeah. so much. Let's... So someone hurt you, Liam. No, I might have pinged Michelle with a snowball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You didn't get to be on the receiving end. No, I think by the oh, time lucky. after that, we both decided it was probably not a good idea. <laughs> okay, like you don't know how to play nice. So no. don't <laughs> well, I just assumed I've seen people just pack snowballs. I didn't realize they were taking care to make sure to not pack it too tight. Because then it doesn't burst when it hits them. It just beans them in the face. Yeah, that's what they don't tell you in the Christmas movies. They don't. Yeah, that, it's just like it seems like a big ball of powder, but then so all you, of a sudden you get a concussion. Yeah. You poor Australians go over to Europe and experience snow for the first time. Give each other concussions. See, I didn't even go to Europe. I went down to the snowy mountains here for a snow trip. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very short snow season. Um uh, skiing wise, it's not that great. Um, you know, thanks global warming. Yeah. Um, it was very, um, I guess it was still quite melty. They had to make a lot of the snow as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so, so sad. Yeah. yeah just Australia big, snow season, there's a lot of fake snow. Yeah. Or made snow. I don't know if it's purely fake, but it's made. Yeah. It definitely hurts generated. though. So I'm yeah. guessing it is real. Yeah. Bless. Fair enough. Well, um, they have a song called Minim. Mm-hmm. Which has harpsichord synth 
Yep. And the bass is like raindrops, like a double bass. So that's really nice. But then it lifts up into a dancey, wiggly, jazzy section. <laughs> so they really love to play with their genres, mm. even within one track. Yeah. Um, so there was a bit of jazz stuff flowing around. So that one they had the drum, the jazz drumming on the cymbals. And also yeah. it felt like a double bass almost sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then... Lots of R's. Yeah, there was some harmonising. So the, um, I'm assuming it's probably James Cargill since he's the one that's been there all along. But mm. I, yeah, obviously mostly Trish performing the vocals, but I think there's a little <laughs> bit of male harmonising in there as well, which is really cool. And there's, she speaks in German, which I will not do, but it translates to people and the wind change fast. Most mm-hmm. I know is ein großes Bier bitter. Yeah. <laughs> Die Kasse ist auf dem Tisch. Oh, what's that one? The cat is on the table. Right. That's that's where they usually are. <laughs> They've got it nailed. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, but they own it at one point where they have one called Ominous Cloud. Mm. And you're like, oh, finally, yeah. you've accepted who you are. Yeah. Fuzzy guitars, double bass, synthy chords, but then that soft, sweet melody and harmonies. This one's, yeah, probably the most straightforward construction of the songs of the whole album. This one's like, I recognize this song structure. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> the layers in the vocals are just gorgeous, though, yeah. aren't they? Mm-hmm. So um can see the upcoming darkness, but it's not stopping her. So, like, the whole premise of it is, like, the clouds are coming and, the you know, the rain might come, but she's still going to go out there. Mm-hmm. And she's still going to just go into the darkness because... Yeah. That's who she is. Um, And if if you're not paying attention to the lyrics, it's just, this is so sweet Mm. to listen to. And then you deep dive and go, (laughs) who hurt you? Yeah. Because, yeah, she's got that, like, she doesn't have a huge range with her vocals. Mm. Like, it's it's not monotone or anything, but it's not a huge range. But she's able to find those little levels within her Mm. expertise that, like, really, like, the up and down really gets to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she does. She knows her voice really well. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I said, she's not going to be an Australian idol. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the fact she's British as well. Yeah. Um, and deceased. Mm. That doesn't help. But doesn't yeah, help. it's it. She knows her voice really well, and yeah. she knows how to move it. Yeah, and it's quite hypnotic as well. Like I think they kind of use it as an instrument. We talked about that before as well. Like it's not just here's a bunch of stuff and my singing on top of it. Like it's factored in and the way it connects with the other pieces of the instrumentation works really well. Mm. But yeah, like sometimes it can be quite hypnotic. So there's, there's not a huge amount of lyrics on many of most of these songs. A lot of them are quite, even if they're longer song, they'll still be quite brief in lyrics, but she might start repeating stuff and have a bit of a refrain. So mm. it can be a bit hypnotic too. And in distortion, there are no lyrics whatsoever. No, instrumental. I thought you'd like distortion jazz. Yeah, jazz George. drums noise. Because it's got jazz. Because it's got jazz. Well, I have bought two jazz albums yeah. so far. Yeah. Oh, what have we got? We've had Chet Baker. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Nina Simone. Oh, okay, okay. So, uh, yep, that's... Uh, I bring jazz. Yeah. Um, so, jazzy. But then she's playing the strings on the headstock of the mm-hmm. guitar to make that noise. Yeah. Oh, is that what that is? Yes. Oh. So, that's... A, like disjointed, like cling, cling, cling kind of noise ah. is, yeah, but like another band to use that technique are placebo, mm. by the way. Yeah. Um, but yes, so um, that's spooky, jazzy, fun, and it's two minutes of 
not singing. Super fast paced jazz drumming. And then like the using the bass drum almost sounds like a gong. Like the so like the reverb on it and the way that they obviously did like we talked about they used that thing like they recorded it and they fit it back through in a loop to sort of give it that sound and it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Any other favorites that we haven't mentioned so far, Tim? Oh gosh, oh I'm trying to think of what else was on the track list. Um, like man is I, not a bird. That's he, he isn't. I've, I'm yet to meet one. That's um, nearly five minutes. Yeah, it's a good time. Oh, I love them all to bits, really. I, uh, what was it? Minus three, I think, was another track on there. Was it minus two? Uh, I don't think that's on this one. It wasn't on this one? No. but So my, Man Is Not A Bird's got that staccato jazz drumming again, which is really awesome. Um, it's got, like, wind chimes. I think I looked it up. Yeah. I think it's called, like, a mark tree. But basically the thing, like, like you've got hanging wind chimes, but they're all different lengths, so they create notes instead of just oh. random sounds. I just wrote tingly bells. Yeah. <laughs> tingly bells. I had to look up what was a mark tree, apparently. But it has its harmonies are dreaming, and it feels post-breakup because she sings. I was like, oh, fair enough. It was like, it's raining, but I'm not going to rain from my eyes. Yeah, nice. Like, uh, I know she studied, um, yeah, she studied writing. She did mm-hmm. a master's in it. Okay. And it's really coming through now yeah. that we're talking about this. I'm yeah. like, wow. But it's also super percussive, that track as well. So like lots yeah. of really cool drumming, fills and draws and stuff like that. But there's some reverb on the drums at yeah. the beginning too. Because they're starting to do that loop stuff around again. Yeah, like the loop the sounds. And then it sounds like at the end, because um, they have that moment of silence where the drums come back in. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, you know, when you hold your mouth and you go... Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, oh, I, yeah, I had that as droplet sounds. I thought like they recorded like little drops of water hitting stuff. But yeah, it could be that. No, it could be either. Yeah. But I like the idea of them like smacking their yeah. <laughs> like taut cheek into yeah. to make the little noises. Yeah. yeah, nice. And then the drums become like electronic, super electronic <laughs> drum machine, like proper drum machine drums yeah. as well in that last minute. This is true. And then um, we've got... In um, lunch hour pops, mm-hmm. yes. everyone is playing, and it's transcendent like a carnival with like that vintage Korg sound of synth. Mm. So like they have like a lot of um, like as you were talking about, they hark back to the sixties. Mm. They had that kind of sound um, with the Beach Boys style synth, yeah. as opposed to the more modern noisy synth. Big, big retro keys. Yeah, like totally retro and constant ooze yes, behind the vocals. Yes, I had that one down too. It was like ooze. Yeah. that's more of that hypnotic sort of stuff. It was like just that narrow, very narrow range that her voice hits and then sort of feeds back and forth. I'm wondering if they're actually trying to hypnotize us. I know they're really into the occult as well. Okay. Um, They're from Birmingham, which is uh, the birthplace of heavy metal. That's mm-hmm. where Black Sabbath's from. And yep. they're uh-huh. always accused of being the occult. So could be something in the water. Well, Birmingham's a place that I used to hate going to whenever oh. I was working. What, what was the go there? What it was, was just really desolate and run down, and um, I didn't like walking the streets at night. 
Because there's a devil around the corner? No, because no? there were chavs around yeah. the corner. Oh, the chavs. <laughs> chavs, Seems they're the new green man. dangerous, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but... I- I was going to say, I love the little bell at the oh, end there. I was going to say little bell. The little bell. Little bell. Just these little differing vocal patterns and, you know, it's like it's a clockwork song. The whole mm. thing is just constructed to go around in that loop and you can hear the tick-tocking and stuff and like little tick-tocking electronic patterns. And she's got the line in there. Why do you leave me so confused? I'll miss my bus, my job, I'll... It's a very it's a very interesting melody as well. It yeah. makes me think of maybe something from a very old children's show. Oh, mm. it felt like a nursery rhyme. Yeah, yeah lull- lullaby style thing. Yeah. 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 It's like it feels like, yeah, this is um a, ch- a show for the children. Um, but you know, it's going to scar them. Yeah. It's uh, a yeah. watership down sort like, of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like a truth fairy tale, like yeah. Grimm's brother yeah. was originally. <laughs> no. but it ends with like these sad sort of slow drawn out noses, like a clock that's slowly stopping. Mm. Like because it's running out of power. She says, now deep inside my wooden clock, there is a tick, but not a talk. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, it's so sad. It's so sad. I know. Like it's... that lost love thing. Yeah. Like, gosh. Um, but, um, yeah, so Valerie, though, mm-hmm. um, was in reference to... Um, Valerie and her Year of Wonders. Yeah. The Czech film. The Czech film, because the character uses her earrings as good luck charms, which is why she references them in the lyrics about, uh, like, shake my earrings over your bed. Ah, nice. So it's like, shake your earrings over my bed. It's like her wishing for good luck because right. of the movie Valerie. Mm-hmm. It's one of them mean to see. I love old Czech films or old, uh, you know, Eastern European films. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. There's such great stuff that came out of like East Berlin and um, Poland. Like yeah. The Polish film I loved from recently. Uh, well, back in the 60s, I guess, recently. I saw it recently. <laughs> yeah. uh, what was it? Mother Joan of the Angels. And it's about a... Um, a convent of nuns who got possessed right <laughs> um, i think it was uh based on a report by aldo huxley and that was also the basis for a ken russell film called the devils okay which is um the devils very explicit i don't know if you can get a director's cut. i think right. people have tried because i don't think yeah. i want to yeah <laughs> it's um yeah, Jesus goes through some stuff. Right. Um, yeah. this more, more than the Bible? Yeah, more than the Bible. Some, some stuff there. <laughs> oh, Mal Gibson could never. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, the Mother Joan of the Angels, a lot more arty. It only alludes to these sorts of things that right. are going on. Yeah. But it's so good, really well photographed, and it's just, oh, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I want to see it again. <laughs> I know we're working backwards, but um, before we begin, mm-hmm. that dreamy yep. 60s mm. style with the soft bass and drums and guitar twangs, again, we this is like harmonies coming in. Um, and it felt like those arguments between lovers with silences and saying the wrong thing. And the whole chorus just uh, hit me. Oh, 
the reason I listen to that and I'm thinking, yes, those times that you go to bed on an argument and you mm. wake up going, am I going to wake up to a happy person mm-hmm. or a sad person? Will, yeah. you, will you be here? Will you be gone? Yeah. And it's just like those things. Like Liam's incredibly happy in his relationship. <laughs> but I've been in unhappy ones where you ha- go to bed on an argument and you're like, will they be gone in the morning? Mm. And it felt like she was introducing us to that yeah. concept. So it was just, yeah. And then Cynthia outro. Yeah. <laughs> Cynthia, yeah, they love, yeah, they don't mind just cutting back the vocals and then just let, you know, their instrumentation play, which is really good and cool to see. That's true. Any other final things you want, want to raise before we go? Oh, um, Anything oh. we haven't sort of covered yet? Oh, I think we've covered quite a lot there. We've done yep. pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we should get a Ouija board, see what, what the other side says. Yeah. Like, not referencing Trish Keenan's passing, but just because the occultism. Yeah. I know she was getting very into the occult towards the end. Um, she was dabbling in cut-up lyrics as well. Okay. You know, like that William S. Burroughs, cut yeah. up a heap of sentences and pull them out, see what... That's what Radiohead do too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The Dadaism. Yeah. So uh, apparently it's got links to the occult. Oh, okay. I mean, cool. Apparently. Right. Um, we used to do that in my old band. I had no idea. I was an occultist. <laughs> there you go. You're, you're working with the devil. No, that's sweet. I've, I've known that for a while. Oh, yeah, okay. That, that bit we knew. <laughs> <laughs> Muzzle top. <laughs> so I guess it's time for mm. Tim. Um, what's your final pitch on broadcast? I guess it's the same one that I always use for everyone. If the people that made Doctor Who made pop songs, everyone loves the Doctor Who theme. It's <laughs> it's such a great hook. If they made pop songs, this would be it. Mm-hmm. And you can't hate the Doctor Who theme, <laughs> especially the old one. I mean, oh, just send shivers. I, I mean, I never really cared much for the show, but the technical things that they did, whether it be the effects on the show or the sound effects... Especially the sound effects were what I was really into. That was the show I really wanted to watch. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's Liam. Cool. Hello. Final thoughts and a thumbs up and a thumbs down. Yeah. So, like I said, I I hadn't um I had no experience with this whatsoever. Like I said, in two thousand and three, this wasn't really the kind of stuff I was listening to very much. I probably would have been like, man, no, no, where's my where's my dudes rock, rocking out with guitars? Um, but yeah, it's really cool to have listened back to it now. Her voice is just amazing. Like I said, it's um, really made me quite sad to think that, you know, she wasn't able to keep creating. And I'd love to have listened to this as a first one and think, oh, you know, I've now got five more albums that I could really do a deep dive into. On the plus side, though, I think James Cargill has been saying for a long time they have recorded stuff in the past. Yeah. And they've been digging through to find, like, to put it together. Uh, I'm I'm kind of opposed on principle to releasing stuff after people die, though. Like uh, I, no, yeah. I don't, don't like, like I don't like the principle, no. Because I always I always think if they if they thought it was if the person who died thought it was finished, they would have released it. Mm. But it wasn't. So it's but I mean, you know, obviously it's released with the star of, you know, the person who did it didn't put this out, but it's still yeah, grinds me the wrong way. But, yeah. but anyway, <laughs> um love her voice, love their song construction, like really cool sounds, that sort of thing. It's 14 songs in 38 minutes. Which is why it weirds me out to say the thing I didn't like about it was that it felt too long. Oh, okay. Like, not the 38 minutes, obviously, but the 14 songs felt like it was a bit... There was just, And it's not that any of the little two-minute, one-minute pieces were bad in and of themselves, but it just... 
it went in different places and of like by the end I was like, okay, I probably wouldn't listen to this again as a whole piece. I'd probably grab a few of the songs that I really loved, including some of the instrumentals and put them in things. But mm. as an album as a whole, I just it felt like they, it went to too many different places without like a really consistent follow through apart from her voice, which was, yeah. So really loved listening to it, really liked being introduced to the band, but I wouldn't say it was flawless. Oh, no. <laughs> George, final thoughts and a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Okay, so this is a beautiful record with Warp out records, so that's awesome. And as I said, it would have been very much in my wheelhouse had it come out in 95 to 99. Yeah. Um, Trisha's voice is so ethereal with a childlike innocence, but it's coupled with the saddest heart-wrenching lyrics. Yeah. Um, the drums and bass really sold this record to me. And the versatility and drive was beautiful. It's definitely a headphone walking in the dusk album mm. like that's like i listened to it like a few times just with my headphones on and i was just like yeah well i was sat at an antique writing desk mm. to write my notes with my headphones on and i was like this is just so perfect right now all it needs uh, is just a view from you like from the up above through some sort of filter that makes it just look gossamer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Gossamer is the right word. And, snow, and snowing outside. Yeah, snowing I outside. Think it needs to be snowing outside. Yeah. Will yes. my love come back to me? Yeah. <laughs> However, I'm sorry to say, being someone with heightened anxiety, um, <laughs> I only listened to Black Umbrellas, which we didn't talk about. No. Once. Okay. Oh. Because I got freaked out because it's somebody chasing you. It is, yeah. It builds and builds in tempo and distortion builds and builds and like footsteps yeah. of somebody chasing you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't want that. Right. I don't want that on the album because it meant that in my future lessons, I was like on Spotify going hide this song <laughs> because mm-hmm. um, with my headphones on, which are really good, um, it made me really anxious, like having a surround sound system. So, which I'm not allowed in my apartment because I don't like the idea of sounds behind me because it freaks me out so I wish I'd paid attention to them sooner but I can't make the whole album flawless because (laughs) I would skip Black Umbrellas every time you literally can't can't listen to it I literally can't listen to it yeah and I know that that's their intention because it's probably like the love is running away or something yeah. or there's going to be some concept that they would be able that cargo would be able to tell me but I, because I can't listen to it I can't call it flawless but the rest of the album is it's beautiful <laughs> so um, thank you Tim for bringing this yeah. um, I'm sorry about the anxiety attack <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just popped a couple of Valium and yeah. just cracked on with the rest of the it feels like the ideal way to listen to it probably ketamine or some vitamin um, Valium just just zone out zone yeah. out Valium just makes me a normal person oh lucky <laughs> But so we have reached the end and we couldn't get to a flawless, but we did have a lovely time. So thanks you everyone for listening. We have Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or X or whatever it's called. Or X, whatever it's called by or time. We, might... we, don't, we don't have threads yet. Yeah, I'm, but... I'm waiting to see what the impact of threads is. Well, well um... it seems to be going better than X. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it could be threads, it could be blue sky, it could be Mastodon, who knows? I did get a blue sky. Thank you, Kelly, friend of the podcast, for giving me a blue sky yesterday. So. There we go. So as we are flawless AMP on all of those, so join the conversation, share or like our posts or give us a rating. Every little bit helps us find more mu- 
music lovers like you. Or perhaps you just really enjoy hearing us talk about music, but listening to music is your least favourite part. Who knows? <laughs> As mentioned, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash flawlessamp. If you would like to back us, please check us out. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.